building abundance success series. Our primetime mastermind that promotes empowered focus, displays of action, and inspired outcomes. Our spotlight is on wellness, and my guest is the medicine hunter himself, Chris Kellum, just back from France. He always brings us wonderful information, and he's been to over 30 countries and has research of botanical medicines. You've seen his work featured on MSNBC, Fox News, The Dr. Oz Show, PBS, the BBC, NPR, ABC, just to name a few. In fact, he's been on over 500 news outlets worldwide with his information. To find out more about his work, go to his website, medicinehunter.com. Today we talk about adaptogens. Fascinating topic. Let's get to it. Chris Kellum, welcome to the show. Well, thanks so much for having me on. I'm glad to be with you today, Sabrina Marie. Thanks so much. You're a popular guest with us. You haven't been on for a while. I want you to refresh our audience's memory about who you are and what you do. Sure thing. Uh, I'm a medicine hunter. I travel the world researching natural plant-based medicines in uh, indigenous and native cultures all over the globe. And then I help to popularize those natural remedies, um, you know, in the United States and in Europe uh, through uh, the food and beverage and cosmetic and uh, nutritional industries all over the place. So I I get to meet a lot of pretty marvelous people in native settings and go to places that I probably wouldn't otherwise be able to go to and uh, also hopefully give people in uh, this market, in the European market, better options than a lot of the chemicals that there are, that are currently on offer. I know many people probably have seen you on Fox News as the medicine hunter, and I wanted you to tell us how effective are medicinal plants at this present time in Western medications that are out there today. Do, do the um, doctors here in this country, the way we practice, you know, uh, westernized medicine recognize any of these great benefits? Well, you know, Western medicine, uh, ironically, comes entirely from the plant medicine uh, tradition. I mean, it was only a few decades ago that the pharmaceutical companies all were offering herbal remedies instead of chemical medicines. So, um, you know, these, these are our roots. And while I would say that many medical doctors do not know, understand, appreciate, or have any sort of interest in um, herbal medicines, it is the case that the tides are turning because every doctor uh, has people who come in who say, hey, you know, I'm I'm taking echinacea, I'm taking, uh, you know, milk thistle, I'm taking ginkgo, I'm thinking about taking scolidium or rhodiola, what do you think of that? And so, they're in the odd uh, position of having to learn about these things, some, are, some of whom are, are doing it very, very willingly, and some of whom are going kicking and screaming, insisting that this is just baseless voodoo. Mm. How uh, effective are the medicinal plants when treating the common health issues that we have, like heart disease, you know, the top five cancers and all that? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, sure. I mean, the, the efficacy of plant medicine is very, very well established. They are the primary medicines in use globally today. And mm-hmm. um, I think the big difference between now and 
you know, uh, 20 years ago is that the science on medicinal plants is quite spectacular now. It, it didn't used to be. Uh, there are many, many hundreds of thousands of peer-reviewed journal articles on uh, medicinal plants. Uh, you know, a lot of human clinical studies, a lot is known about their biological activity, and they're very, very effective. Uh, the difference between medicinal plants and pharmaceuticals is that the medicinal plants are just a lot safer. I mean, in the U.S., every year about 300,000 people die from the proper use of over-the-counter and prescription drugs. Uh, these are the so-called FDA-approved drugs. And most years, not one single person in the United States dies from taking herbs. So the safety is vastly greater, and the efficacy we know. I mean, if you look at the populations of people, for example, that have the lowest rates of cardiovascular disease, it's the Greenland Eskimos who live on omega-3 fatty acids, and it's the Kuna native people of the, the uh, San Blas Islands of Panama who live on cocoa. And I'm talking about cocoa as in making chocolate. So we, we know that natural remedies, natural agents are vastly effective. Uh, curcumin from turmeric root is a superior pain reliever and vastly safer than ibuprofen, acetaminophen, naproxen, and a lot of the drugs used for that purpose. Um, in fact, when you look at chronic and degenerative diseases, the drugs for those chronic and degenerative diseases, as a rule, do very poorly, and natural remedies do very well. So uh, I would say that you know natural plant-based medicines have shown themselves and proven themselves to be highly effective, vastly superior, and certainly infinitely safer than the pharmaceutical drugs on hand. This is exciting. I know we're going to talk about adaptogens. I had to look that up, and I know a little bit about it from our first couple interviews together. Can you talk about what adaptogens are for those in our audience who don't know that word? Sure. An adaptogen is an herb that helps you to adapt both mentally and physically to all different forms of stress. So, And, and they work... Uh, among other ways, they work by lowering the actual quantity of stress hormones in the blood. Uh, so adaptogens are, um, you know, extremely important to us because stress, as it turns out, is not a nuisance. It's not an inconvenience. It's an actual killer. Stress causes entire organ systems to break down and cease to function, and the adaptogens can help to prevent that. Uh, so it's a small class of herbs, um, you know, maybe a dozen or so, but they play critically important roles in the cultures from which they originate, and they're highly regarded and, you know, of course, very valuable to, to us. I was looking at uh, the ashwagandha and Eleuthero and whatnot, and many people may have heard some of these, but can you go down the list and explain a few of them and what they are? Sure, sure. Well, my, my all-time favorite adaptogen is rhodiola. Uh, rhodiola is a root that comes either from uh, Siberia or from northwestern China. 
Uh, it enjoys about 3,000 years of safe use. Uh, the emperors of China used to send search parties out to the far northwest to bring back rhodiola roots. It was so highly prized. And, and keep in mind that the emperors resided in um, Beijing, or then Peking, which is on the on the far east of China. But uh, they did that because it was so valuable. Uh, what we know about rhodiola is that it is among other things, probably the single greatest antidepressant agent of any kind in any class, including any drug ever made for that purpose. Um, it enhances energy and endurance and stamina. It makes you feel terrific. It's a mind-brightening and sharpening and refreshing agent. It lowers stress hormones in the blood. It boosts immune function. It enhances cardiovascular function. It actually increases physical strength. It increases your body's ability to utilize oxygen. So it's pretty wow. miraculous. And, um, you know, the, the thing I like about rhodiola and that I like about the other adaptogens is when you take it, you feel it. So you don't have to go on somebody else's say-so. You can have the experience of this doing very good enlivening things for you. What is ashwagandha? Well, ashwagandha is another multi-millennia old uh, herb that is the number one most widely regarded herb in the 5,000-year-old system of Ayurveda, which is India's natural medicine scheme. And uh, hmm. ashwagandha is also a root the name ashwagandha means smells like a horse because the, the bush itself <laughs> actually smells a little bit like a freshly exercised horse. Um, wow. It is as one, one very uh, fine, nationally known Indian doctor said to me, ashwagandha is the only remedy I know that I can give to anybody at any time in any condition, regardless who they are, without fear of harm. Uh, ashwagandha does many of the same things that rhodiola does. It also greatly enhances people's ability to go to sleep. Uh, it's used by women in India, uh, young and old, for sexual and reproductive health, uh, for which it is utterly superior. And, you know, as I just described with rhodiola, it makes you feel very good. This is the thing about the adaptogens they impart an experience that you can feel. So it's not just taking somebody's word that it will do this or that. You actually have the experience for yourself. So ashwagandha is highly valuable. And I'd say that for enhancing sexual and re reproductive health, uh, you know, it's really one of the greatest botanicals we have. Eleuthero, what is that? Well, Eleuthero used to be called Siberian ginseng. It isn't anymore. Uh, it's not actually a ginseng, but uh, it grows primarily in northern China. It's cultivated there, uh, and, and actually not just northern China, southern as well. It's cultivated on a really huge scale, and uh, it is also the root of this plant that is used. It takes a few years to mature, um, and Eleuthero uh, is, you know, like like both rhodiola and ashwagandha, it reduces st stress hormones in the blood. Um, 
it's used on the training tables of virtually all Russian and Chinese athletes. They all use this stuff to enhance endurance and stamina and performance. It doesn't violate any anti-doping laws, um, but it makes you feel great. And if you're a mountain climber, if you're a deep-sea diver, if you're an endurance runner or a cyclist or do something that really is very, very physically demanding, then... Um, Eleuthero will help greatly. It, it'll help you in your performance. So Eleuthero is, uh, you know, often you'll get it in those little ampules, those little glass ampules that you stick a straw in and drink. It's really terrific stuff, and, and like the other two, it makes you feel very good. This is the the thing. If, if people can take adaptogens, Sabrina Marie, if they can have that experience, then it will give them confidence in the herbs that they don't necessarily feel, the ones that, you know, enhance the production of certain liver enzymes or improve circulation in the kidneys or do things that you really can't feel. So I'm a big fan of the adaptogens because of the effect that they impart. I've heard of holy basil, and a friend of mine takes that for stress. Well, holy basil um, is very good for stress, and it's something that if you take it, you might even chill out within an hour or so if you have a good preparation wow. of holy basil. Yeah, it's also known as tulsi, which means incomparable one, and uh, it also is part of the Ayurvedic tradition of India. Um, in addition to being a, a really great chill-out herb, Holy basil also is anti-inflammatory. So if people suffer from, um, you know, arthritis, if they suffer from other inflammatory conditions, holy basil can help. And, and I want to make a point about this, that um, inflammation is a key part of every degenerative disease. So cardiovascular disease, liver and kidney disease, lung disorders, diabetes, obesity, um, brain disorders all involve inflammation. So one of the things that you want to do is consume items that can reduce inflammation but will not impart the hazards that anti-inflammatory drugs will. You know, we saw with Vioxx, the anti-inflammatory drug from Merck, yeah, it lowered it lowered inflammation, but it also killed people with heart attack and stroke. So that's not a very good remedy. Um, whereas holy basil doesn't have those negative effects. Instead, it just helps you feel good, helps you get a great night's sleep, reduces stress, in addition to relieving inflammation. So it's very good for all inflammatory disorders. In the last five years, I've heard a lot about maca. What is maca? Maca looks like a turnip. It comes from wow. very, very high altitude uh, in the Andes Mountains, it's a cultivated crop, and um, it also enhances energy and endurance, makes you feel terrific. Maca is probably the biggest libido booster that we have. It really rev up, revs up sexual desire in a big way, and um, especially for people who maybe have low libido because of health problems or uh, sometimes when women approach menopause, their sex drive is diminished. If, or, or people who are victims of antidepressants, which as a category pretty much destroy sex drive. If you, if you will eat maca 
or take maca supplements, you can build back up your sexual energy. And uh, maca's been used for a couple of thousand, it's been cultivated for a couple of thousand years in the Andes region of uh, Peru and Bolivia. And uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful food. It's a staple food there. So men, women, young, old, pregnant, lactating, you name it. Everybody eats maca every day with absolutely no adverse effect. So it's a terrific superfood. Uh, it can also be taken as a supplement in kind of concentrated extract form, but I like to take a scoop of maca and toss it into a blender drink. It's good tasting. It sort of tastes like graham crackers. So maca is one of those dynamic superfoods that also happens to be an adaptogen if you have uh, you know, sort of uh, mental fog, it'll help to lift that. If you're a little bit blue, and I don't mean very depressed, but a little bit blue, it'll help that. So it's great stuff, really great stuff. You mentioned um, being able to get different ginseng in a little drink. I, I remember going to Chinatown in D.C., and I'd see those little vials of ginseng. What is the difference? Because you mentioned that Eleuthero is not called Siberian ginseng, and it was, you know, up until a few years ago. What is Panax ginseng? Well, okay, Panax ginseng is true ginseng. It's actual okay. ginseng. And... uh it's one of the most popular, uh, you know, botanicals in the world. It uh, has uh, brain-enhancing properties. It enhances, you know, physical strength and endurance and energy. Um, we know that it also has uh, sex-enhancing properties. Uh, we've seen that in human clinical studies. Uh, ginseng... There, there are two true ginsengs, uh, Panax ginseng, which is Asian, and American ginseng, which grows in North America. Both of them are adaptogens. They both make you feel terrific. The Chinese really, really like um, uh, American ginseng a lot, so they've bought up pretty much all of our American ginseng. But Panax means panacea or cure-all, and I would not say that ginseng is, in fact, a cure-all, but that name really uh, demonstrates the regard and the uh, value that people place on this particular botanical. Um, it's, you know, it's found in beverages, it's found in foods, uh, it's very, very widely consumed, and, and it makes you feel terrific. Uh, I can credit Panax ginseng with getting me started really um you know on the on the path to exploring other uh medicinal plants wonderful now shizandra i've heard about that and energy what else does shizandra do well shizandra um you know shizandra is a very significant mind enhancing berry it's a super berry um but it's not the kind of berry that you eat with yogurt or granola. It's a medicinal berry, pure and simple. It comes from northeastern China, where it's cultivated on a huge scale. And uh, schizandra in human clinical studies has been shown to improve memory, concentration, capacity for mental work, uh, thought formation, uh capacity to perform complex mental tasks of just a blizzard of things in addition to the other physical uh, 
attributes that are typical of the adaptogens, the improved energy stamina and endurance. Uh, it's a great liver protective agent. It helps to detoxify the liver and keep the liver healthy. Um, Shazandra is great stuff. It's, it's uh, also sometimes made into a juice. And uh, wow. just a little bit of Shazandra berry juice gives you a whole lot of get up and go. It's, re- it's really terrific stuff. In fact, uh, here where my wife and I live in western Massachusetts, there's a Chinese man who has cultivated about 60 acres of Shazandra here because it can grow here very well. And he makes a juice um, that's available locally. And so a lot of us drink that juice because it's just such a, a dynamite thing to take. You are on the go. You've traveled and you continue to travel and learn and bring these wonderful, uh, you know, tips back to uh, the world. Now, what do you take? What are your favorite superfoods? I know you mentioned rhodiola, but I know you probably have some other things in there that you throw in a blender that could actually help us. <laughs> well, well, you know, on a regular basis, I mean, I use a lot of garlic and onions and ginger. They're all extremely potent. I mean, garlic and onions will keep your blood lipid profile in very good shape. You know, my LDL, my cholesterol, total cholesterol has been 119 for about 30 years. Um, which is very low. Um, I use ginger all the time, especially if I get a little bit of a sore throat or something because it'll get rid of that. Ginger tea will do that. I eat the purple berries often, eat a lot of acai, uh, the purple berry from the Amazon rainforest. I take rhodiola, eleuthero, schizandra, um in supplement or extract form pretty much every day. And... Um, you know, on, on an ongoing basis, I'm always uh, doing my best to consume as many, you know, organic foods as possible. Uh, you know, if we can, and I, I take a lot of uh, maca. Mostly I use the maca in powdered form in a blender drink. I like it that way. Um, you know, I, I'm on the go, like you said, constantly. I mean, I have about three million miles on me at this point, and... I don't get jet lag. I do very well going from one time zone to another. I'm never, you know, never disoriented that way. Never have that lag in, you know, in, in any any manner at all. Uh, you know, I'm sleeping in unusual places and eating unusual foods and keeping weird schedules. And I can say that these botanicals really help me to stay, you know, healthy and uh, mentally alert and just feeling great overall. One last question, and I, I can't let you go because after your first two shows with us, I got this question quite often. What are some herbs and things that we can take on a daily basis for healthy skin, hair, and nails? Ladies want to know that. I okay. get them in too. All right. Well, healthy skin, hair, and nails, I'm going to say that the two best things are omega-3 fatty acids from fish. Uh, fish oil omega-3 fatty acids are really superior to any vegetarian form of omega-3 fatty acids. Um, something to take every day. It's great for you. We know it's good for your heart, but it's also fantastic for your skin. And if people have problem with hair or nails, um, then they should look at something like silica. Um, silica can come from either horsetail herb or from bamboo. Uh, but there are silica supplements out there. There's a company called Alta 
health. And I like their silica very much. I've recommended it to many, many women, all of whom have seen improvement in their nails and hair. Uh, so I would say omega-3 fatty acids and silica are two of the big beauty tips. Awesome. Now, where are you going to be? Tell us a little bit about your schedule. Where are you going to be for the next year? What are your plans and how we can be in touch with you? Well, uh, you can certainly look on my website, medicinehunter.com. There's also a Medicine Hunter Facebook page, and I usually post, you know, where I am. I'll be, uh, gee, over the course of this year, I'll be making repeated trips to Africa and Asia and um, lecturing around Europe and uh, probably going down to the Amazon. I mean, I was just down there a couple of weeks ago, but I'll probably be back there three or four times this for the remainder of the year. So uh, my schedule's, you know, usually pretty packed uh, with all of this travel, but I I do a pretty decent job of letting people know, you know, where I am, and I post photos as I go. And There are loads and loads of photos, articles, and probably a hundred or more TV shows and segments that I've done on MedicineHunter.com, so people can see what's up with all of this work. This has been a great segment. Thanks so much for coming back with us. Well, it's my great pleasure, Sabrina Marie. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you, and God bless.